You are listening to Profit Without Worry, episode number 89. Did you know that marketing can feel really good for both you and your audience? It can. And let's talk about five practical ideas to kickstart feel good Profit Without Worry marketing today. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry podcast. Hey, hey, welcome back and thanks for tuning in this week. For those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, wowza, it is hot around here, right? Well, at least in Seattle, we've been seeing the sun a whole lot. And let me tell you something, for this girl who spends the majority of her year in darkness and rain, this is heaven. Hey, have you taken the time to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode? If not, it's super easy to do. You can go to your podcast app of choice or directly to the website at ProfitWithoutWorry.com. And I'd love to connect with you. It's super easy. You can email me at Michelle at MichelleLEvans.com or hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. You can tag me. You can use the hashtag ProfitWithoutWorry so that I see your message. Um, you can ask a question, leave a comment, or just say hi. I love to put a face with your name and know who's tuning in each and every week and what your questions are. Okay, let's dive into today's show. Ever since I went public with my Profit Without Worry message, I've had a boatload of people reaching out to ask me something like, all right, that sounds good in theory, but when I'm worried about funnels, upsells, downsells, ads, and more... I feel like all I do is worry about my profit and it feels awful. I'm not sure if I'm on the right track. If that sounds like you, let's talk, my friend. Because here's the deal. There are two main ways we can choose to market and run our businesses. The first way is what my friend Dr. Michelle Mazur of Communication Rebel has dubbed Dude Bro Marketing. You've probably heard this. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, but I first heard about it from Michelle. This approach to marketing has nothing to do with gender. Instead, it has everything to do with the mentality with which we approach our marketing. Dude bro marketing to me feels desperate and icky. It feels like you're running a race to the finish line to see who can get into their client's wallet the fastest. At its core, dude bro marketing is about profit over people. It's about money over connection. It's about winning at all costs, even if that means stealing from your customers, making promises you know you can't keep, or preying on their fears and their hopes, right? And you know what? That works for some people. And that's how they want to run their business. And you know what? That's a choice they get to make. You know what else? There was a time when I had a coach and mentor who tried to get me to run my business like that too. But for me, it never felt right. And I could never go all in on the tactics because 
honestly, I just cared too much about my clients and students. And I'd rather take a slower path and feel really good about it than take what she called the fastest path to cash and feel yucky. And again, this has nothing to do with making a sale. This has to do with, for me, the integrity and the ethics behind making that sale, right? I would see that mentor making promises that she knew 100% she couldn't keep and she didn't care. And I am just not about that. So the second main way we can choose to market and run our businesses is what I call the profit without worry way, which honestly is the absolute opposite of dude bro marketing. At its core, profit without worry is about connection, understanding, and really providing relevant help. It's about going that extra mile for your audience so they feel supported, seen, and most of all, understood. And yes, of course it's about making a sale. I mean, obviously you have to make sales to stay in business. But making a sale as a part of a journey. It's a part of a journey that you and your audience are going on in creating long and happy client, customer, fan relationships. In my business, around 70% of my monthly income is either from recurring clients, some of whom have been with me for years, or referrals from current or past happy clients and students. I mean, I have one client who's who continues to work with me year after year and has since 2014. That's a long time. And every year, you know, we come to certain points in the year and we say, does this still make sense for us to work together? And, and they say, yeah, and we just keep expanding the scope of work and what we're focused on. That's amazing. And yes, I absolutely still attract new people into my business every single week, every single month who don't come from referral or recurring revenue. But the nice thing is that I don't have to panic and force things and make a sale as fast as possible. I have time to connect with my audience. I have time to understand them. I have time to let each potential client go on a journey with me to discover if I'm even the right person for them to work with and learn from. And this happens because one, I'm good at what I do. And two, I care a lot about my clients and students. I'd rather miss a short-term sale and gain a long-term connection which will likely turn into a sale somewhere down the road, either from them or somebody they refer to me. And yeah, I've had sales conversations that I've had with people where I say, you know what? I don't think I'm actually the right person for you, but let me tell you who I would refer you to or who I would suggest you reach out to. And that just, a lot of times they'll go, wait, what? Um, and it goes a really long way towards building that connection because they know that I know what I'm good at and I know what I help people with, and I'm not just going to take their money and make promises that I can't keep, but I will help them find the right person for them. So, you know, if that sounds like an approach you want to have with your business, let's talk about five ways you can jumpstart your marketing in a profit without worry way so that you don't have to you know, panic and push and, and feel, I don't know, this urgent need to make a sale at every cost so that each and every new sale you have, you too give yourself the time to cultivate a relationship. And it doesn't have to take a long time, to be honest with you. Like it could take a few days. It could take a couple weeks. It could take maybe a few months. It kind of depends on 
what you're selling and where your audience is at when they come to you. The bottom line is when your audience decides to buy, they, they need to be ready and they need to know that you're the perfect business to help them in whatever way you help people. So let's talk about these five ways that you can jumpstart your marketing and really create this solid system around your business that really supports you to attract the right people and make it easy to sell. So you're never having to push, you're only having to connect. All right, number one, start with the problem. Look, I know, you know, for a long time I would hear people talk about this and I'd roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, I know. But, and I would think that I knew the problem that my audience had, but I didn't know because I hadn't done my work. And whenever I have a new client uh, for Facebook ads or for um, marketing funnels or a new student for Build Your Funnel Bootcamp, the first thing I have them do is figure out what they want to sell, but then really start with the problem. What is the problem that the thing that you want to sell, your product, your program, your service, your mastermind, you know, your event, whatever it is that you're selling, what is the problem that it solves? If it doesn't solve a problem, if it's just a nice to have, it's going to be tough to, to sell. But if it gets to the heart of a problem that people already know that they have, they already want to solve, boy, can that make a big difference. And, you know, I've gone over in other episodes how to kind of get started with that. But, you know, just really quick recap, one of the best things you can do is just listen If you have an email list, you can ask for feedback from that list. You can put up a survey on Google Forms, right? That's free. And just ask them a few things or SurveyMonkey. You could just send out, you know, like a a respond with one word or respond with um, with your insights or whatever. Like, what's your answer to this question that I have? You could offer to get on the phone with a couple people. If you don't have a current list or an audience already, you could just go out to social media. Depending on where your audience is, if they're on Facebook, you can go find a Facebook group where they're hanging out. If they're in Quora, if they're on, um, you know, maybe taking um, things on like, oh, I totally blanked on the name. (laughs) <laughs> Udemy. I don't know why that just flew right out of my head, but it did. Um, you could go to like Udemy and see if there's a course on this and see what questions people have. You could go to Amazon and see what people are saying about whatever your product program or service is and, you know, maybe what a competitor is doing. There's so many ways that you can get to the heart of the problem. What is the problem that people have? And, you know, when you do this, not only does it make your marketing stronger and better, but you can come at at your marketing in a really different way because you're really clear on the path that you want to take people on, on the journey that they're going to travel from they're stuck in this problem to here's your solution. But what are all the little milestones along the way that they need to have ahas about and all that kind of stuff? That That is really important and you will never understand that until you take the time to really start with a problem. All right, way number two. Once you know what the problem is, you need to discover the desire. So if, you know, if my problem is I want to get my kids to eat, you know, more fruits and vegetables in their day, 
What's my desire? My desire is to set my kids up with healthy eating habits for life. My desire is that my kids choose healthy foods over junk foods. My desire is that my kids have, uh, and me obviously, but that my kids are set up for a life of, uh, for a long and healthy life versus, um, maybe an unhealthy life, right? I have a lot of desires with this. My problem is I can't get them to, to choose fruits and vegetables over maybe, you know, chips and candy all the time. And my desire is I really want to help them figure this out so that we can have long and healthy lives together, right? So you can see, you know, my problem, my desire. When you are really um, in touch with the problem that your audience has and the desire or desires that they have, again, it makes it so much easier for you to connect in to what they're looking for, to connect your solution, your product, your program, your service, your event, your whatever, to what they're looking for, right? And so then they go, wow, this person really understands what I'm trying to do. And it just, it's its not throwing marketing at your audience for, you know, an email sake or an ad sake or a video sake or whatever. It's saying, all right, I see you. I see this problem that you have. Perhaps I've had it too, or perhaps I just love helping people solve that. I understand this desire that you say that you have because it's my desire too. And in fact, it's my desire so much that I've put together this incredible product program service to help you. Let me show you how this is going to help you. When you come at your marketing from that way versus I need to make 500 sales this month. I need to just cram people through as fast as I can. The the energy is so much different and people can feel it. They can feel it in your email. They can feel it in whatever form of marketing you do. Speaking, podcasting, blogging, you know, whatever it is that you do, they can feel that difference of care and connection versus push, 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 right? So way number one is start with the problem. Way number two is really discover that, that desire that your audience has. Way number three is create a content path. So if you know what their problem is, you know what the desire is, you know what your um, offer is for them, you need to create a path that takes them from, I don't know what how I could potentially get my desire to, I see your offer as the best option to get my desire. And in that content path, you need to understand what are all the yes blockers? What are all the things that are that are keeping them from saying yes to you? Are they worried that it won't work for them? Are they worried that they won't be able to do it? Are they worried that, you know, other people have tried to do whatever your solution is in the past and they can't do it? Like, what are the things that you need to build beliefs around? What's the one big thing that your audience needs to have an aha about to go, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And what are those little, so I always call that like the table. And what are the, what are the legs that hold up that table that really help them understand that one big belief? So in my example about getting my kids to eat healthy foods, maybe the one big belief that I would need to, I don't know, purchase uh, some healthy family cooking, like I'm just making this up, right? But that one big belief is 
um, this person can help me make fruits and vegetables as uh, desirable as candy and chips for my kids. And so once I believe that, then I'll buy whatever it is, right? But maybe some of those legs that need to hold up that table that create that content path are a story about a family who was, you know, addicted to junk food and the kids saw fruits and vegetables as, I don't know, puke-worthy things, right? And how they were able to turn around with one simple recipe or one simple change in, in, I don't know, their taco meat suddenly wasn't meat, it was mushrooms. I don't know, you know. It, it's how do you create that content path where I'm building belief to say, wow, that sounds a lot like my family. And that little trick worked. I wonder if that would work for me. And I try it out and it does work. And then I go, okay, what else have they got? right? You're creating this content path that people are going on. You're not just throwing emails at them. You're being really, really strategic and thoughtful and caring about creating a journey that your people go, yeah, I can see that. Well, that sounds like me. This person, this company knows something that I need to know. Does that make sense? That content path it's not just about creating a whole slew of emails. It's not just about creating podcasts or videos or whatever it is that you create. It's about knowing the journey that your audience needs to go on so that they go, huh, that is exactly what I need. Now I believe you and I believe what you have to offer is going to help me. Okay, so way number one was start with the problem. Way number two, discover the desire. Way number three, create that content path. Way number four engage where they're at. Look, I've talked about this a number of times on this podcast, and I still am amazed at how often people are not um, engaging with their audience where they're at. So if your audience is mainly on Instagram, you got to be on Instagram. If your audience is mainly on Twitter, you got to be on Twitter. If your audience is mainly, I don't know, hanging out at preschools, you got to figure out a way to get in front of them at those preschools, right? You'd have to engage with your audience where they're at because that's where they're already going to look, you know, for solutions. That's where they're already going with their problems and talking with people, you know, at the preschool, at the, I don't know, church, at the community event, at, you know, the chamber of commerce, at a Facebook group, at a LinkedIn group, you know, wherever your people are at, that's where they're already going and you need to be there too. If you don't know where they're at, that's a really big thing that you need to focus on because until you know where your people are at and where they're already going to talk about their problems, talk about solutions, get feedback, you're going to be at a huge disadvantage because you're not going to know what those conversations are, right? And you're not going to be in the right place to connect with them. All right, so way number one, start with a problem. Way number two, discover that desire. Way number three, create a content path that's not just about throwing emails at people, but that takes them on a journey. Way number four, engage where they're at. And way number five, show up consistently. I... This is not a shaming at all. I struggled for years to show up consistently. And I struggled for years to show up consistently because I used to always make creating content about me. I used to make it about, um, are, do people like this? 
Are people sharing it? Are they commenting on it? Or am I just creating things that nobody cares about? It was all about me and my ego. And when I started doing this podcast, I really switched that up. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie, like I drug my feet for a long time before I created this podcast. I went to, um, a, a really cool mastermind event at Amy Porterfield's house back in August of 2016. And Amy Porterfield and a couple other people were telling me, Michelle, you've got to get back into podcasting. You need your podcast. And it wasn't until December of 2017. So yeah, a lot of months later that I finally like jumped in full force and said, all right, I'm doing this thing. And so when I say show up consistently, I know the struggle and I also know, I also know what really kept me from doing it. It's that I wasn't in touch enough with problems. I didn't really clearly understand desires. I I was thinking like, I just have to do these emails. I wasn't thinking about how can I serve my audience. But when I launched this podcast, I very intentionally started with the problem. I very intentionally discovered the desire that was out there. And I have been really intentional about creating a content path. So if I have a podcast episode that bombs that nobody listens to or cares about, it's okay. It doesn't do anything to my ego. It doesn't, it it just is good feedback. And I go, okay, so that's not something that we need to talk about maybe again, or we don't need to talk about it in this way. And I just move on. But I also have a real commitment to show up consistently for you, for my audience to say, you know what, this is about my service to you. This is not about my download numbers. This is not about I don't know any of the other cool factor things, the shares, the comments, you know, whatever. This is about serving you. This is about, you know, the information that I wish that I would have had when I was really, you know, earlier on in my business, when I was trying to figure things out, when I, when I really wish that somebody would speak to me clearly and truthfully without constantly trying to sell me, that's what showing up consistently is about for me. What's it about for you? Is it about creating relationships or is it about you? And if it's about you, that's okay. I've been there too. And I want to encourage you to be really, really clear with yourself about about the purpose of showing up consistently, that it's not actually for you. It's actually just in service of your business, in service of your audience, in service of somebody who needs to hear this message, right? I read this really funny meme last night and I just, I had to laugh out loud. You've probably seen it too. It was, it just said, I'm not sure who needs to hear this today, but dot, 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 you don't need anything from Target. And I was laughing so much because I had gone to Target yesterday and I spent way too much money on a whole bunch of stuff that I probably didn't need, but it was fun. And I was just like, you know, (laughs) that is about really understanding your audience and really connecting with them. And who knows, probably was somebody from Target that created that. And it was just a great way to get it out there. But it's about just, you know, not caring. You know, I don't know who needs to hear this today, but showing up consistently is not about you. It's not about shares. It's not about downloads. It's not about any other cool factor things. It's about serving. It's about just being there for your audience so they know they can count on you and that you're constantly, 
you know, trying your best. You might stumble, you might, you know, not create the best blog post or video or whatever, and that's okay. It's not about you. It's about the people you want to help. Okay, so let's just recap these five ways you can jumpstart your marketing in a profit without worry way so that you don't have to panic for each new sale. You have time to cultivate, you have time to create a relationship, and you actually have a whole system running underneath you that really attracts and connects the right people. So number one, start with the problem. Number two, discover that desire. Number three, create a content path. Number four, engage with your audience where they're at. And number five, show up consistently, even if nobody's paying attention. Okay, I want to hear how how this lands with you. What ahas did you uncover? What pieces of what I was talking about were like, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that today. Did you find out something about you know, yourself or how you think about creating content or anything like that, hit me up on social media or just email me, michelle at michellelevans.com. And as you are listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about creating profit without worry in their own business? If you can think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with them? It's so easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or just share the URL for today's show, profitwithoutworry.com forward slash 89. Uh, Actually, that's episode dash 89. I forgot we changed how we do this. It's profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode dash 89. And your friend can listen right there. And don't forget to download your freebie, Five Steps to Profit Without Worry. You can get that at today's show notes or profitwithoutworry.com forward slash free so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. All right. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next time on the Profit Without Worry podcast. See you then.